0: Welcome back, everybody. We speak cloud podcast. You're in the mix with Pat Hilton and Kevin McMillan. What's going on, my brother?
1: Just hanging here with you in the cloud.
0: It's a beautiful thing. And we were talking about what the cloud is for people that are moving their databases over and functioning in, you know, Azure, Azure, uh, Zulu, whatever this is that you guys are were have been communicating about here. It's virtual servers. It, it, w- what about the people that are completely lost they don't even know how to pronounce this the bill's going up there's all these switches everywhere they're in the cloud but their brain and their physical functionality is in the clouds as well how can we help these people
1: wow you really butchered azure <laughs> azure sorry azure. about that guys boom it's not azu azu That's a cartoon. You've been hanging around with the kids way too much, but that's okay. I'm good with it. But let's talk business. Microsoft Azure is a series of physical data centers all over the globe that have hundreds and thousands of machines running, just like old school data centers, no different. Uh, Of course, they've evolved. They are different than the old ones. But essentially, within these big pieces of hardware, whichever they are, there are virtual machines underneath them. And virtual machines are essentially uh, full servers that are running on higher powered physical hardware. It just means we can fit like 10 machines into one, where one machine used to be. It's an evolution of economies of scale, and that is cloud. Now, when cloud comes in, it's where we take multiple data centers and tie them all together like little um, uh, dot-to-dot games where they're all touching on the backbone of the IPv6 internet, super high speed fiber optic internet. So that one machine in let's say Dallas can talk to one machine over in Washington in light speed without going down. If there's some emergency someplace where one data center is another one can take, take over and pick up from where the other one left off because they're all interconnected.
0: Ah, I understand. I understand. So it's, Similar to if I want to share a, let's say this recording, and I want to drop it onto my phone, it's, it's similar to this this transfer of data, but the actual servers are connected. It's not it's not through Bluetooth.
1: Well, yeah, it could be through all right? of that. There's multiple redundancies for the connection. The purpose of it is, if your phone dies, this con- this conversation will still happen. And if Uh, our computers die, the phone will then take over and immediately start the connection for us. So the redundancy is the major purpose, but the economies in scale is what the cloud has provided for us. It actually was uh, in the news very much. Now, this is my understanding of the cloud, and I've been born prior to the cloud, and I've been involved in business and personal in the cloud. So when I say it's a fact, it's my fact. If somebody wants to argue this, they're welcome to. But- one of the people that uh, I'm most impressed with in the world is Jeff Bezos from Amazon. I'm sure you are too, Pat. Of course. Uh, what he's able to do in figuring out what human needs are, or for this, you know, technical needs are, are, are just beyond me. I, I mean, he's from an alien from another planet or something. Yeah, he's unbelievable. So the cloud, really, honestly, from my uh, example and opinion was actually created by Jeff Bezos, not by Microsoft and not by Google. They were not first and they didn't come up with the idea. The simplicity of it was that Amazon had systems and servers that they had overburstingly built to handle Amazon purchases, cart shopping and and the like. And when they did that, they looked at their financial statement and their CTO couldn't respond really to Jeff and the rest of the board about all the money they spent and how they were going to utilize that money as opposed to have it just dwindle away as spent cash. Well, the end result after some investigation was that uh, Mr. Bezos or Amazon as a whole had said, we've got all this unusable space available to us in our data centers across the globe. I want to rent out areas of it that people can use so that we can make back some of the physical investment dollars that we've spent on it and turn it into revenue, which is what the goal was. So Amazon really came up with the first usable consumer-grade or professional-grade cloud, Uh, but Microsoft Azure and Google Cloud are the ones that we sell today.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And so breaking it down, really what this is is this is virtual computer systems that you can access through certain types of software. So Azure or uh, Azure or whatever is, is pronounced. Better. is better. Uh, is a way to access this,
1: correct? Well, Azure is basically the mechanism, the living, breathing mechanism that houses all these virtual machines and services that are continuously ever, ever evolving. And in your question in the beginning, you've got a website, you've got a database that's up there in this Azure thing, I think you called it, it's Azure. Um, the the big question that we get often is, well, it's up there, uh, it's working, now what? Right. So you asked, now what?
0: Yeah, and so now what? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's confusing people- to me too, uh, as, as someone who's learning this, uh, I, I'm trying to break it all the way to ground level for people so that they understand the steps that they need to take to integrate these things into their business or into their home life or their home studio even or whatever it is.
1: For sure. Yeah, most people don't understand. I think nobody that I've met yet in life understands how, for example, auto scaling or scaling up or down or out. Uh, works in the cloud. Those are difficult words for people to consume if you're not in what we do. Uh, Essentially, if you created a website and you posted it in the cloud and you have a database and 10 users go to it, you're probably good. You're spending X number of dollars a month. Let's use $100 a month as an example. Well, if 10 users are visiting it and it's $100 a month, what happens when 10,000 people visit it? It's the best Mm. thing that could happen with ClickFunnels, right? So you get people chumping up on all the social media. They go to your website. Now, 10,000 people are hitting your $100 a month website. Guess what? It's crashing. Or you click the wizard button that said, make my site bigger when it needs to. And it just makes it bigger. So now you're paying how much a month? Well, you didn't look at that. It could be $10,000 a month. It could be $500 a month. It could be $50,000 a month. Those are thresholds that really cannot be. Uh, guest at that's that's what we're here for security aspects understanding if you upload code that there's some stuff in the code that can be hijacked and take over your website or even send messages as you have you ever received pat an email from somebody that you know that really wasn't an email from them
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely.
1: Happens with people all the time. Of course, not our clients that we speak cloud because we have systems to protect from that or it rarely happens. Um, however, this is one of the ways that people can hijack what's available on the internet just because it was posted up there and they really don't have the expertise to know what all those switches and buttons and so forth in the back end of Azure are and how they can be either hacked or utilized to potentially hurt you.
0: Azure, Azure, Azure. I think I got it. I do like Azure. That might be a new uh, product for me to release in the future. So Azure, I'm understanding it now. So if you have a website and you have logins, I I might be the marketing person. And so I log in to do the marketing side of stuff slash marketing. And then there's the, um, you know, a real estate company has uh, an access portal maybe for their acquisitions team. Maybe there's a different one for the dispositions team. Maybe there's uh, one for the cold callers, all all these different types of ways that people can access the information that they need. Um, And so that's, that was interesting. What you said is that when you are, increasing the number of people that are accessing your website or your system, the, the price increases because you're well using can. more data.
1: Yeah, it very well can. Uh, another thing that could happen is it could get slower, right? Because if a whole bunch more- people Yeah, speed it, goes down. Yeah, so one of the other cool things that Azure does, as well as Google Cloud, but and uh, Azure they use a, a, a process called traffic management and load balancing, which we use a lot. Auto scaling up and down and out, and traffic management, load balancing we use. So the example here is really, really apparent in this conversation. You're in Texas, I'm in Arizona, we could have somebody else, let's say in California or in Utah, Utah with us, and all of us are accessing the same thing at the same time, but we're actually accessing it from different locations of the internet, different locations of the cloud. So one way to maximize the use of the cloud in Azure is to use this traffic management and load balancing so that people that are in Texas will go to the nearest data center in the cloud within Texas and then use that high-speed backbone to go back to the originating source. Let's say we hosted this in Washington or in Arizona. Uh, we could have bits and pieces deployed in all over the country And if you're in Florida, you go to the Florida location. If you're in Texas, you go to the Texas location. If you're in Arizona, maybe you go to the Utah location. And if you're in Colorado, you go to Utah. But geographically, you're going to the nearest location to grab the access to the information. If you're on Verizon versus T-Mobile, the same is true. Some data centers will have faster agreements on a Verizon phone to access something in Dallas versus T-Mobile might prefer that you use the one in New York because their connection is faster or less congested. Um, All these things happen semi-automatically in the cloud, um, and I predict you're probably going to look at that.
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I think it's neat that we're kind of breaking this all down because uh, like I said before whether it was on this or another episode I'm so used to just using the technology and just sending stuff over the internet and sending a pdf file or an audio file or a video file or we use uh, a drive for these and I I drop them into the box for the Ryan tech marketing access and all these different things that we use I'm so used to just using it yeah it's it's hard for me to separate using it from what's really fueling and what's really the technology behind the process of what I'm actually doing. And yep. like you describe these data centers and deaths, it's almost like going to the gas, I'm not going to drive all the way to Arizona to go to the gas station, I'm going to drive up the street. So
1: not I, without seeing me, you aren't.
0: Right. And so the, the access or the speed is so similar because it, it's going to be quicker if it's nearby. Yeah, it's it's so logical when you really break it down. There's a lot of logic behind how this all works with bandwidth or a.k.a. speed and all these types of things, you know.
1: Right. You know, one of the questions we get often, almost every engagement in cloud computing is, is it the Microsoft cloud we should go to or is it the Google cloud we should go to? Really, you need to be in the cloud no matter what. Uh, There are certain levels of the cloud that allow for things called ITAR compliance, which is a government rating for military contracts. It's essentially uh, a physical machine available in multiple data centers that's dedicated to you as opposed to a shared resource. Uh, But the answer that we typically give on the Microsoft versus Google Cloud question is, if you're utilizing Microsoft resources in your business today and you want to extend those to the cloud, Microsoft's most likely your first choice because you're already used to the Microsoft systems and the way that they work, the, as an extension of that, going to Microsoft Azure is going to be fairly painless.
0: Azure guys, as,
1: Azure. Azure, that's right. <laughs> the same is actually true with Amazon and Google Cloud, but Google Cloud in this sense is actually, even though it's newer than Azure, meaning that it came out after Azure, uh, the Google Cloud platform has more integrated uh, connections to other services that are really, really detailed and and targeted for small businesses. So, if you happen to be looking at a CRM that's either freeware or next to free, uh, an email ca- application that's next to free or whatever, odds are that it's very tightly integrated with Google Cloud. So, it would make really good sense to choose that platform, especially for the smaller businesses, and we can help with that. So, some of that consultation is some of the stuff that. Our engineers and our sales staff are uh, not only not only educated in, but certified in to educate and assist our customers in deciding where they should put their information, the Microsoft Cloud, Google Cloud, uh, and so forth.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And a great breakdown. So if you could make any recommendations for people that are looking to make the jump, what would your recommendations be for these people?
1: Well, of course, I would say call We Speak Cloud. It makes no difference if you're with one or the other cloud provider. With Right.
0: That was kind of what I was saying. Right. You get what I sure. mean. Sure.
1: What, what matters for us is that we want to make sure that you get delivered the, 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 the quality and the features that, you're expectas- that your expectations uh, are being met and that you have options and somebody to just chat with. I mean, right. this is what we do. If you call us and ask if you should do leather or cloth in your car, or leather or cloth in your living room, it's an opinion. It's not factual, it's just an opinion. And definitely don't ask me, I don't have a decorating bone in my body. But if it comes to IT, and it comes to the cloud, it comes to security, it comes to the success of your small business automation, um, and in some cases, predictive analysis, which I know you love that phrase. I love it, it's phenomenal. Um, then, Then you ought to call us. It doesn't cost you anything, and we've got, Staff that have great information and have really good people.
0: Right. And so the moral of the story is that there is no one solution. I think you've said that before, too. This isn't just you buy a box and this is what we sell everybody. It's it's custom. And there is support. And it's not just plug and play. It's assistance. All the way. And I think that's so cool that that's the emphasis here. And so if you guys need any help with any of that stuff, we speakcloud.com breaking it down on the podcast. Kevin McMillan in the mix. And uh, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Until next Thank time. Thank you, bud. Later.